game's all about. All of a sudden, you feel like you can't miss. Welcome to Buckets. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network. Joining you for yet another NBA Finals preview. And I want to bring on a guest for this one as we get closer and closer to the tip of game one. I'm very excited to be joined by my... I, I'm going to go ahead and call you a friend, Ken. Aww, I've done the show thanks, enough buddy. with you. Appreciate I've that. I've done it enough. Yeah. His name's Ken Barkley. He's Lockie Lockerson on Twitter. Uh, he is the co-host of You Better You Bet, which is a phenomenal show. Look it up, download the podcast, check it out on the Odyssey app. I'm on there every Wednesday, usually throughout the NBA season. It's my favorite show to do every week. It is the best show for breaking down sports betting across everything. Ken is one of the sharpest people I have ever come across. He loves NBA, so I want to have him on. Yeah. Ken Barkley, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks. That was a, a great introduction. Um, you know, but when we have you on You Better You Bet, I feel like we generally really flatter your ego and pump you up a lot. That was... Uh, that was a close second. That was uh, that was compelling. It's good. I know we haven't haven't been on this before, but uh, but psyched psyched to talk about the finals. It's like it's weird that like kind of two months later, playoffs took forever. Everyone was down on the NBA playoffs. Uh, I actually think we have a chance for pretty memorable finals that could be pretty awesome. Um, I've I turned the corner. I think I'm back in. I was out for a little bit on NBA and NBA playoffs, and so now I think these couple of days off getting set for Celtics and Warriors. I think I'm uh, I think I'm back in. I don't know about you. I think so much of it was just the heat. I think that was the most. Yeah, of it. It was just, just get like, Miami out. out. The, See you later. The Bye. heat really drug on everybody, and it was really difficult. And like honestly, it was a tough series for me, just because I kept trying to fight the perception that Boston, that, that everyone was so tired of Miami. I think it was feeding into like the well, Miami will just get beat, and I was like, well, that's not really the case. Like they'll probably drag it out because no, they're actually quite good. They're actually yeah, very good at basketball. Which they're is, good. Which is part of the reason annoying. they made it to this point, right? Yeah. But these two teams are not annoying, um, mm-hmm. and that's that's the good news. So we'll talk about. Um, Start with the general series, talk about any props that you like, finals MVP, and then we'll talk sure. about game one. So uh, I will tell you, I went on, uh, we did the bu- the Big Buckets preview on Monday on Memorial Day with uh, okay. Brandon Anderson and, and Joe Is that what it's called, the Big Buckets preview? That's a good name. The Big Buckets, I should just, well, BP, I need to brand BBP? that. The, the Big yeah. Buckets, yeah, if I'm Ken, I'm definitely going to turn it into an acronym, uh, if I'm uh, Nick, rather. So um, my inclination when I thought about the idea of a Celtics Warriors finals was right. Island Celtics. Okay, and then I did the research, and then like it actually like came about that it was going to be these two, and I was like, mm, maybe Warriors. And then I did the research, and I came to Celtics and six. Then yesterday I did the favorites with Simon Hunter and Chris Raybon, who's been on an absolute heater, and they were both on Warriors, and we're like, really don't see how you can be on Celtics. And it, I right. will, I, I, the, I know all the basketball side stuff. Okay, I'm a little shook. I still think the value is on Boston because I think it's close enough to where we can, you can get a plus number. Like I've got Celtics minus one and a half at plus 200. That's my best bet for the series based off of the value. But if, if you've been listening to the show at all, you know, like I'm going to bet this multiple times for multiple angles and probably walk away with like a small profit betting all sides of this. Cause that's how I approach things. Um, when you have looked at the series, what was your inclination? What was like your, your immediate impulse when we were going to get Celtics warriors after game seven? Uh, my immediate impulse was that I thought the Warriors were going to win in probably what would be a long series. That was just my first, like not not what I bet, not what I took to the market, but just like I I kind of thought this was going to be the series for a while. And my my thought process was basically, all right, 
full strength. Well, let me ask you this question, because I actually think this series is fascinating in this way. If both teams were fully healthy, full strength, and this rest schedule for the finals, who do you think is the better team? It's funny you you bring that up because I was I was going to talk about this because I think it's really it's Boston. Boston is the better team if it's full health, full strength, and you knew that. Well, that's what all of the numbers say, right? Because over the last six months, that's not what Matt says. The numbers say this, but Matt says, well, here here's why it's interesting, right? Is over the last six months of play, you you cannot come to any other conclusion than Boston. That's why all of the models that we've seen, like raw over the ringer his model says boston like the numbers i have for regular season and playoffs they say boston should be fair 538 boston 99.9 percent to win the title right right right. it's boston (laughs) my problem is i think the golden state season was so jacked in terms of losing draymond early and then as soon as draymond gets back they lose steph and not having clay until january that I don't think we have a clear picture of who Golden State is. It's fair. Especially when we look at, and, and, and honestly, their success hides it in the playoffs too, because they roll through Denver. Um, they get past Memphis without jaw. So people are like, well, Memphis was without jaw. Right. And then they roll through Dallas. And so it's like, well, it's a small sample and Memphis was without jaw and Denver was without so-and-so. And yeah, I kind of look at this and I go, okay, so Boston goes seven games twice. Golden State goes five games in the first and third round. And like, we, I knew Memphis was going to be a tough matchup. Like I came on your show sure. and talked about it. I was like, this is going to go like Memphis has a real chance here. Um, so I'm not surprised at that. Cause I think Memphis, one of the get, kind of gets into, if you want to judge it based off of playoff performance, I kind of wind up being like, do you think Memphis was a better team than the heat? Because if you do, <laughs> okay, that's yeah. a very weird cross comparison, yes. but all right, that's right. interesting. Okay. It's like it's like if you think that 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 Memphis was a better team, fully healthy, in the early part of the series than the Heat or the Bucks without Chris Middleton, right? Then I kind of like wind up coming back around to Golden State, but the overall numbers. That's why I'm I'm trying to stay true to Boston is because like the overall body of work just says like, look, regardless of context, Boston's been the better team. What are your thoughts? Uh, I think something I've heard from a lot of people is similar to that argument. Like the path each team has taken to this point. Does that tell us something about who the better team is at this point? I think one thing I like about this finals the most is that I don't think there's anything about the previous series that necessarily like give us a, a lean one way or another about which of these teams is better. Each one kind of presents a unique, much more challenging obstacle than all of the previous opponents that both teams have played. So for Golden State, that's like really easy to to see. I mean, Denver, and I know you're I know you're a Denver guy, but like Denver, right. and I don't even have to say anything else. Denver, Denver, um, Memphis, and Ja gets hurt, and Game One's on a knife edge too. So like, okay, like kind of got a little bit of a break there, and we'll do the Celtics in a second for any Warriors fan that's like screaming at their television or at their computer, however you're watching this, um, and then Dallas who presents some obstacles, but like had never been that far before this collection of players has never achieved this much before and got like white hot to beat Phoenix. And I still don't really understand what happened to Phoenix. I mean, I kind of do, but Phoenix was probably the best regular season team. So it's they, the path is like, all right, you can see how Boston with potentially an all time defense presents like a way bigger challenge to Golden right. State than what they've seen so far. And for Boston, it's pretty easy to see the same thing. 
Brooklyn looks amazing, but they're really poorly coached and they might not stay together much longer. And there were all kinds of series was rife with problems from the Brooklyn end. Milwaukee has no Middleton. Otherwise, that's probably their formidable challenger, like even more than it already was. The series obviously went seven and Miami, like Miami is a good team, but they just anger you with their long offensive droughts, seven, eight minutes scoring two points. Okay, it's pretty easy to see how Golden State's like a step up in all of those things. Golden State's second best, you know, defensive team in the regular season. Offense, obviously, this totally unique style that they played for years and years and years. That'll present new challenges. So one thing I like about the series is I don't think we learned at all. We haven't seen Golden State be tested in like a meaningful way. We don't know what right. they do when that happens this year's Golden State. And can Boston solve this like they've solved every other, like they solved Giannis to a certain extent with no Middleton, like they solved the Miami offense, like they solved Brooklyn with Durant always catching the ball at the elbow and everything we were talking about in that series. Can they, you know, take that problem solving ability and solve the toughest problem to solve, right? Like that's, to me, that's the cool thing. It's that it does feel wide open. And you just mentioned, you talked to people and they were like, I went on this show and they said this, I went on this show and they said the exact opposite. That's how I feel about the series. Like, I don't, I don't come down on one side or another right now because I do think really evenly matched easy case for both sides, honestly, kind of an easy case, maybe for both sides by multiple games, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Now I, that's the one that I'm like a little, I do have some bets in the series for it to go a long time, but I, you can make that argument. Boston's injuries could, could completely derail the team. They could fall apart like a house of cards. Golden State, when they face Boston's defense, could find it completely unable to score and they could get stifled. And what if they don't get any of their injured players back? Okay, like that's a pretty easy case for both sides. So I'm like right down the middle here. It doesn't mean I don't have bets on the series or thoughts on the series, but um, I have heard a lot of both sides on this series, on this finals. And I feel like in most finals, that's not the case. It's usually everyone's kind of like, well, that's the best team. That's the best player. That's what makes this one so fun. Yeah, and that, and it's a great matchup too, because a lot of my my cap has been based off of if you told me, hey, you can pick any defense in the NBA to face the Warriors, specifically the Warriors and like sure. how they play, I pick Boston. Because who would even be second? Like who's even second in that? Miami. Miami, right? Yeah, because yeah. of all the switch. Like that's the thing is, no, you know, the the Cavs never really had much success against them in the finals outside of 2016. And the one reason they did in 2016 was that was the, their best offensive year switching because they really did challenge Curry on the switch with Tristan Thompson is they were like, Hey, you know, we got to guard back cuts. We got to guard threes. We can't let them get open on these things. We have to stay home. And we're just gonna have to live with if Steph beats Tristan off the dribble, that's fine. Tristan, you're going to have to basically just like stay up on him. And that's going to be a lot of this. The one of the interesting things about this though, is that a, a key component to Boston becoming what they've been defensively has been Robert Williams. And when I back and I've watched the film and I've done the numbers, like Williams really struggles on switch. Like he's not that guy. He's their kind of alternative. He's there. Hey, we can play drop with this guy. This is our, like, um, you know, he, he's our, our counter to what we normally do. Most teams it's they run drop and then the switch is the counter. And this is the opposite where Boston switches everything. And so trying to, so on that end, like, but with the way they switch off ball, Boston's like the perfect team to defend Golden State. What's interesting is if you ask me, like, what's the perfect offense to counter Boston? It's also Golden State. Like, we're going to do all this crazy off ball stuff. We're going to, you know, we're going to have split cuts and uh, elevators and all these types of mechanisms to get guys loose and punish the switches. And there are some weak points um, on this team. 
so you mentioned that you have some bets in the market for it to go long. Do you like the over, like just the over number of games? Is that like where you've been at in the series? Yeah, I, I think, you know, sometimes I'll go into the market on a series because I really think a team should be favored by more or the price like should be different. Um, Golden State first round against Denver. I felt like very strongly that that like Golden State was very, 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 very certain to win that series. Not 100 percent, obviously, but like more right. than the market was implying. Curry's injury is part of like what made that series price weird. He was just coming yeah. back at that point. So that would be a situation where like I would go into the market with a strong opinion. Like I think this team's going to win and I think they're going to win by more often than the, the market implies. So I'm sort of like not originating that bet, but like it's I'm going in with that opinion. This is a series where I actually think I'm going to do. And for people who bet, I mean, kind of know this, but for people who casually bet, like you don't always have to go in with a strong opinion to make good bets. And what I mean by that is you can go in with the idea, like, what if the market price is really good and you just assume that it's like perfect? Like, all right, let's say like this is the true representation of the difference between the teams right now. Then what you're doing is you're looking for numbers that exist kind of a little bit rogue, a little bit outside of those parameters. Okay. Like let's say the consensus series price is something like, I don't know, what do we want to call it? 155, 135 or something like that. Whatever. We call it something in that zone, like 160, 140, Um, Golden State minus 160, Celtics plus 140, of course. Uh, So what you can do is, okay, like let's say I kind of like the Celtics. Okay. I can either shop Celtics best price, obviously, and just find the best price for that. Assume, you know, some kind of averaging of everything is perfect. Take this, the roguest Celtics price. That's not really a word. Or you can even get me more rogue and there's a Tatum finals MVP out there right now. That's plus 175. So like, to me, I like that bet a lot. And I like that bet a lot because I kind of agree that the market price on the series should be about a certain way. And I really don't visualize a lot of Celtics winning outcomes in which the best player, which is Tatum by far does not win the MVP of that series. Now that's my opinion, but like, that's where I'm coming into the market being like, all right, let's assume this is perfect. Now what's existing outside of this? And like, let's bet all those things and let's do some of that stuff. So it doesn't, you don't always have to go in with the idea that like, I have some crazy strong opinion on who's going to win the NBA finals. That's what I'm betting. It can more be like, no, I agree with this. Okay. So what, what is every sports book hanging? That's kind of like 10 cents off here and 20 cents off here. And finals MVP is like a kind of a derivative of the Celtics winning the series. Just looking for those things in this series for me has been more fun. So, I mean, that Tatum finals MVP, I kind of already gave that one away. To answer your original question briefly, I'm playing the over on number of games. It is probably the thing I'm the most confident in because I am not confident in who will win the series. Over five and a half has been minus 190 in a few places. There are two things I like about this that have, I mean, nothing to do really with like the math of the coming up with the point spreads in the games. One is Golden State has been brutal in closeout games so far this postseason. If we find ourselves, I don't think we're going to find ourselves in this, but if we did find ourselves in in Golden State, uh, you know, close out situation where like, you know, three Oh in Boston, they're going to lose that game to get the extra gate in game five and win at home. <laughs> like they're going to do that. So you at least get like the extra punt game out of that golden state and close out games, like to really put away these series, they've lost all of them so far. They lost Denver game four. They lost Memphis game five on the road uh, and they lost Dallas game four. So like, you know, they're at least going to extend the series a little more than you would like probably. And then Boston has this really weird character flaw where they're really unable to play really, really soundly for more than like six quarters in a row. <laughs> like they just can't, they can't figure out a way to play. Right. Sometimes it's been two games in a row. A lot of times it hasn't been, they've had a really hard time being consistent. And that's what's caused a lot of the series that they played. They've had no trouble winning on the road. They've had no trouble playing well, 
but they've had a lot of trouble playing well a lot in a row consistently. So yeah. that's lent itself to long series for them as well. They've also never been in the finals before. I find it very unlikely they would like boot on the throat, put away a team like the Warriors in a small number of games with their personality type. So it's kind of like, okay, I took put the, take those two things, put them together. That maybe doesn't tell me who's going to win, but it tells me long series. It tells me over five and a half maybe happens a little bit more often than that. Um, so I don't know who's going to win game six, game seven necessarily, but I feel really confident that we're going to get there more than in a lot of the other series that we've had in the playoffs. Ah, that's good stuff, Ken. That's, like, that's just like, that's, that's awesome stuff. Well, we don't have to agree. You know, I mean, no, I, I, can, I, can I do though. That's, that's the thing is like, when, yeah. you, when you start talking about how, about the derivatives of, okay, we think that the, 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 we think the market is, is accurately priced. Right. And if we go beyond the parameters of it, that's where we can find the value. Like that's, ex- that's exceptionally sharp. Like that's how I think too, from the perspective of, you know, uh, and you kind of mentioned like the the Boston's inconsistency because you know, obviously if I'm if I'm on Boston, which I am to start the series, um, and like some of this is is hard for me when I do these shows because like if you ask me like what are your your finals bets, it's like well back in the uh, like I got exact outcome prices back in the first and second round, so I have a plus nine hundred Celtics over Warriors and a plus seven hundred Warriors over Celtics. So like my best bet is I'm pretty good either way. That's right. my best bet. But when we're looking at, at this, like if I lean Celtics right now, then I don't believe it's like I have to I have to kind of work backwards a little bit, which I don't usually like doing. But it's like, all right, if I like Celtics, do I think the Celtics can win the series if they, if they go down? Oh, two. No, like, I don't think they can win four. Yeah, you don't. You don't think they can I win don't. Down I don't think they can win four or five from, okay. from Golden State. So I think they're getting one of the first two. And Boston's been really great after losses. Like Brandon, Brandon, my co-host has been on all over that. Like repeatedly consistency thing. It's been like, yeah. there's, there are, there are zigzag. Everybody thinks the NBA playoffs are a zigzag betting strategy and it almost never works. And Boston has actually been the like zigzag. the zigzag betters. This is like their Renaissance. Basically. This is like, Oh, see, here's a team that actually like follows up good performances with bad performances. And Jalen Brown follows up great performances with terrible performances. And, you know, it's, they've actually been a team that's functioned that way more than almost any team I can remember. Yeah. And so, you know, from that perspective, I'm probably gonna be on Boston in game two. Like that's a game I've circled as like, I like Boston in game two. Um, in game three, I think is gonna be fascinating because of that inconsistency thing you talked about. Like Boston doesn't follow up good performances with good performances. So if I think they're gonna win game two, do I think they're gonna win game three? Or are they gonna lose it like they did the Bucks series? Right? Like right. You know, Boston takes that game two in, in Boston, they go to, to Milwaukee, and you know, Milwaukee wins game three, and everybody's like, Oh, well, maybe Milwaukee's just better. You know, they're up two one. Um, and again, I just keep coming back to like, you know, I will. Uh, I am contractually obligated by my own contract to always mention that if Chris Middleton is healthy, the Bucks win that series. I will never, right. ever, ever, yes. ever, ever. That's in there. Go. It's like Article F. It's just like yes. in there somewhere. Yes. Right, I will never, ever excellent. let that go. Yeah. Um, I, I do think it's going to be interesting to, to bet the series as it comes. And the market for sure. the finals is always really robust because it's obviously the last one. There's the most attention. So you can get things like after game one, you can still bet outcome after three games. You can still bet. Uh, the alternate series prices will still be up for those series at all the books versus just uh, Bet Rivers, which, by the way, is your show sponsor. Uh, thanks to Bet Rivers for keeping those alternate uh, win spreads thanks, up. Bet Rivers. That's, that's been it, right? very good so for us. Get um, shine on buckets too. That's good. All right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm here. To, I'm here to help you out. And so, uh, I, I am going to be probably like that's the thing is is I, I'll see how game one goes and right. we'll see how the matchups kind of play out. But part of it for me also, and I've talked about this on your show too that. Trying to ex- expect the tactical matchups is tricky, but we have oh, really, yeah. 
I will say this. This series is, is going to be one where I will probably do that a little bit more because I have. Do you a think history. you know? Like, do you think you know kind of like what to expect? Like, both coaches are so smart. Both mm-hmm. coach. Well, if the Warriors get some of their players back, especially the depth on both teams, like the ability to play different combinations is like tantalizing just as a basketball fan, like forget the betting aspect for a second. Like, I don't know what I'm going to see, but I feel like I'm going to see stuff that's really smart and where I'm going to be like, Oh man, like that's a really cool adjustment. That's a really cool. Oh, they're going to play that five man combination. Like is Robert Williams going to play a lot in this series? (laughs) Like those kind of questions is Gary Payton. The second going to play a ton in this series. Like that's also possible. Mm -hmm. Um, Is Iguodala going to get deployed in any meaningful way? Just like, these are super interesting things. I don't know what they're going to, Ime Udoka and Steve Kerr are collectively like 1 billion times smarter than I am. So I'm definitely not trying to handicap the series. Like what are the adjustments or like the, how right. are they going to guard Curry? How like, who's going to guard Tatum for most of the series. I'm trying not to do that as much only because it's like a healthy respect for the coaches, basically. Like Steve Nash is like the only one where I've been like, you know what? I bet they do the same thing. <laughs> like I bet, I bet they do that. Uh, this is like a series where I just go, yeah, you guys like paint your masterpieces. Like I'm, I, I got no idea, and I, I don't want to make an assumption and be wrong. But I feel like that'll happen more often than that. I'll like nail it. So I'm curious. Like obviously, you watch more film. This is your area of expertise, where it's not my area of expertise. I'm curious if you feel like you have some aspects of this nailed from like an X's and O's standpoint. Well, so here's here's what I think is interesting. Is I go the opposite way, which is you're like they're both so smart. I'm like yes, but a key part of that is they're also rational. Okay, and that's. And that's so like a big part think you of can this. predict what they're going to do, basically. Right. Is that I don't feel like um, let, let's go to the obvious counterexample of this. All right. It's Doc. Right. Sure. If you ask me like, like, well, who do you think knows more about basketball? I'm like, yes, Doc Rivers knows more about basketball. He right. played in the NBA. He he's won an NBA championship. Going. Right. He's a longstanding NBA coach. Like Doc's a little he's honestly a little underrated at this point because of how much everyone hammers him. Mm-hmm. However, Doc's also prideful and you see it reflected in his press conferences and you can literally see him being like stubbornly like, no, I'm not taking this guy off the floor. We're sticking to the game plan. It's going to work almost as like a resistance to the criticism that's generated. And so versus Kerr, who I I just feel like eventually will be like, yeah, no, we can't do this. Like that's just not going to work in the series, whether it's, you know, Kavan or, uh, if GP struggling after the injury, or even if it's something like, look, you know, Jordan has done great, a great job for us. And he's been huge for us, but we can't keep him out of trouble. Like I've, I've, I've game planned in all the ways to help him on switches, to bring him help and still recover. And we're not able to do it. If that comes to that point, then I, if I can look at that and see that, then I expect pull to be played off. What's interesting, though, is, is okay, so I'm on Boston, but when I get into, this is how I put it on, on the favorites, and I, I do think it's the best way to describe it. Boston has more guys in the series. I actually think that the Warriors can play off the court. Um, okay. The idea has been that, well, Golden State has more defensive liabilities, which is true, but the Warriors' level of execution is so high that if you look at things like how the Celtics do when Grant Williams is on switches, oh, okay. they're terrible. And the other thing is, all right, so like how do you how do you counter the switch from Boston? The easiest thing is to slip it. Okay, but Boston's really good slipping that uh, defending that slip. That's where they're great at. They're like, no, 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 we're not gonna let you do that. But what you can do is you can pop with the slip, and that guy goes to the left. And then instead of that guy just spotting up, which is what the Celtics have faced in these playoffs, which they can figure out how to defend, 
you then run a dribble handoff with that guy. So Draymond slips, then you run a DHO. And now you've got Robert Williams or Grant Williams under a screen, not really good at coming out and defending those and calling them out. And that generates like Clay Thompson open off of the catch, catch and shoot threes. And that's really dangerous. So there's all these situations. Robert Williams and Grant Williams, I think, are very high profile targets for the for Golden State to actually for as big as those guys have been in the playoffs. I actually those are guys that the, the Warriors can target on the perimeter. And their idea will be if we can get those guys off the floor on the, using the perimeter, then we can attack inside. Right. OK. And so like all this kind of game plans out. And so that's part of this is. But the reason I come back to Boston is once you cut out all of the not fat, but uh, juicier bits, right? You get down just like the rock hard granite. Okay. The seven guys. <laughs> I like that, how we were cutting a steak and then we got to like a mine. So yes, we like exactly moved, we moved we're just mixing metaphors okay. all over. Yeah, metaphors. Yeah, yeah. Then you're basically to Boston has like seven guys that they can be like, nope, no matter what, we got these guys. Golden State, on the other hand, has more options, but all of them are like, it, it might work. It might not. It's a little bit unstable. And, and that's kind of how it plays in. Um, I want to transition to finals MVP. Sure. Because you mentioned Tatum, which I think is a great bet. I gave out on the pod that basically what I've done is I bet I have three bets on, on finals MVP. I have Clay Thompson. I have Al Horford at a huge right. number because I yeah. love the narrative play for Horford. If he has a big series uh, and I have Tatum as the hedge. So if I think right. Boston's going to win, I think the most likely out- outcome is Tatum. Um, I think Tatum's great value. Plus, you can get him plus one seventy five right now at some books. I think there's good value there. Uh, I actually wonder though. I have I kind of have thought about this. Um, if I'm going to have more value after game one, which we'll talk about in a second, if All there's right. better value later. Now, on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now, you could win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, just choose two or more players that you like and pick the over or under. For example, the number of points in basketball or hits in baseball or rebounds or stocks, whatever it is that you're into. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest if you pick correctly you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in the main reason i'm excited about the over under on sleeper is that's the only app where i can join my buddies contest and play together i have some real squares in my life that i'm looking forward to taking some money off of it's got a built-in group chat where i can see and copy my friends picks with the tap of a button it's insanely fun to write out together stop what you're doing and download sleeper now to play their new over under game have fun with your friends and make some money on your mobile phone. Join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash buckets and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com slash buckets and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. When you're betting finals MVP, let me ask you just from a general perspective, what's been your approach in betting that as the series has gone on? Uh, well, I think, yeah. And like in the history of the award, I think we see 99% of the time I and mean, not 99% majority of the time, best player on the best team, like don't overthink it whatsoever. There are situations where like a ancillary player, like a role player has won the award or you have a, a Andre Godala is the one that everyone's thinking of right now. Um, but Andre Godala is like, make no mistake. He is absolutely the exception yes. to how the award is handed out. 
Um, and then you could have a really balanced team where it wouldn't really, they don't really have a best player. Those don't occur very often. Pistons would probably be the last one to do it. And I think Chauncey Billups won that finals MVP, if I remember correctly, but it could be even wrong about that, but it doesn't matter. Like there was not an expected winner of the award. Rip Hamilton could have won. Rasheed Wallace could have won. Ben Wallace could have, like it wouldn't have mattered. And it would have still made sense for like best player on the best team. They didn't have a best player. So as long as you just kind of like understand that the award is so heavily weighted toward best player on the best team, you need something really crazy to happen for it to not be that. So I think in this series, I think there are arguments that it could be a little wacky. Uh, You know, it's the Warriors. So you feel like, okay, a lot of attention is going to be on Steph Curry. That's why he hasn't won one of these yet. Now, granted, Kevin Durant won two of them, and he was sort of the best player on the best team, if you want to look at it like that. So it's not really like that was that weird. It's just, okay, like Curry didn't win because there was a lot of attention on him. Um, Could the same thing happen here and who would benefit as a result of that? Sure, that's possible. And with Tatum, like, all right, could Jalen Brown have an incredible series? And he would probably be the only... Horford's a little interesting because the price is outrageous. I think I've seen like 190 or 210 to one or something on him in a couple places. Like that's just, I mean, you know, want to take the lottery ticket. Great. And it might even be worth it, but just like from a reasonable handicap. Okay. Like Jalen Brown could really perform really well, but we kind of had that last series. Tatum still won conference finals MVP. He still got almost every vote. That's about as well as Jalen Brown's like ever going to play in a playoff series. And I think we had a preview of what that looks like and Tatum still wins. So I think the interesting thing about finals MVP right now in the market is there is, um, you know, if it was a player like Giannis or like Luca, like such an obvious, like heliocentric guy on their team, you should see no difference between team to win the title and their finals MVP price, or it should be like five cents or something like very insignificant. Like it really should be like almost, almost one-to-one, not quite, but almost one-to-one with these two teams, the market is pricing it. Like it's not one-to-one like at all. Like there's like a pretty reasonable gap between Warriors and Curry and between Celtics and Tatum. So the market is sort of saying, no, no, like these guys are alive. Like some of these guys could actually, you know, win. it's not that crazy that it could happen. I think it would be really crazy just to be honest. And, and any argument for a role player, my counter to that, like if you want to say Clay Thompson or Jordan Poole or Jalen Brown, my argument is like, right. But like if the team is going to win the championship like that and they have to win the championship to get this award this team isn't winning without this player playing exceptionally like Jalen Brown can play better than Tatum in this series. That can absolutely happen. Maybe it might even happen like a good amount of the time, but the Warriors are winning those series. <laughs> like they're yes. not like that's that the Celtics don't win the title when that happens. Right. They need Tatum to play really well. Right. And same with the Warriors. Like really they're going to be like the best defense of the last 20 years with Curry, no showing like that's, what's going to happen. And, and so there are some other markets you know, if people want the crazy price, but they don't want to, I would say don't play finals MVP. If you want the crazy price, I do think it's Courier Tatum a lot. Just my opinion. There are some other markets that are in a lot of places. One of the best things about the finals, like you mentioned, so many markets open that would never be open for any other series, just because it's the finals. You can bet like leading scorer of the series. You can bet leading score of each team. You can bet stuff like that. And that's where I would be more likely to say, okay, could Jalen Brown have more total points in this series than Jason Tatum? Sure. But Tatum might average like Jalen Brown might average 27, but Tatum averages 25, nine and eight and would 100 percent win finals MVP in that situation. We almost just had that in the last series that happened, basically for the Warriors. Like, 
you know, same basic thing. Like could Jordan pool average 26? Sure. And Curry's 25, nine and seven and still hits like the biggest shots of the series. Yeah. Curry's winning all the time in that situation. It has to be a big difference between one of those players, I think, and the star for them to win. So I know like a lot to kind of chew on there, but finals MVP to me is always like a, an attractive lure to want to bet on a long shot. Like it makes you like, well, like what if this, what if this, and just the history of the award tells us that like, I think you have to have a really, really, really good reason to feel like it's not going to be the best player on the best team. It doesn't mean it's certainly going to be, but um, the the two players involved Curry and Tatum would be the only ones I'd be price shopping is a book hanging one. That's way off from the team to win the series. You could really bet both. If you were just aggressively price shopping these, like I think you could get right now, I bet you could get like Curry even and Tatum 175. And maybe you just bet both and create a new bet that's like, will the best player on the best team win the NBA Finals right. MVP? And obviously that would be like a pretty big minus wager. I'd have to work. I don't off the top of my head, even in 175, I don't know what that equals, but um, maybe that's how you play it. I don't know who's going to win, but whoever wins best player. And here are the rogue prices that I have on those two guys. Just another way to think about it. So here, here's what I think is interesting because I'm doing a big piece on, um, how the, the award is voted on, which I always, you, you know, like this is like my wheelhouse is like, how sure. do, how do people, how does the NBA actually go about this? The voting panel has like, I have a whole big breakdown of it. Um, one thing I think that is interesting is you're going to have one of JVG or Mark Jackson. It's likely to be JVG. Mark Jackson was last year and they trade off. Okay. So it's probably going to be JVG. Right. And you're gonna have Did one of the down, man down. Was that who you right. voted for? Exactly. Um, for Mama, there goes that man. Was MVP. Yeah. So. <laughs> Your Kodak moment. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's Reg, Reg, Reggie's. Reggie's done. We don't get no more Reggie until next that's season. True, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, we have no, we one. We're going to get what can Brown do for you? Just lock that in for game. Game three in Boston, going to break first quarter. Celtics get off to like a 10-4 lead. What can Brown do for you? For you yeah. Go to the basket and score with authority. Celtics by six. Like, oh, um, please stop. So you have one of Doris Burke and Hubie Brown who are on the, yep. the ESPN radio call. What's interesting there is you've got three coaches and a former player and Doris is very sharp. And so, but what you have there is like coaches are always going to reward, like who actually impacted the game, like who actually like had the most impact on it. Is this a Horford and, argument that's about to be made? Is that what no, this is about to be? Okay. No, actually like, my argument here is against Curry. Okay. Tatum is, is impossible to argue against. Like okay. if you're doing any Celtics betting, like I would argue that no matter what you do, you should hedge with Tatum. You're getting a plus plus one seventy five. Like if you're betting Celtics, if you're like, I think the Celtics are going to win. I'm betting finals MVP. Tatum needs to be part of your betting outlook. Like there is no argument for, I don't think Tatum's going to win. That doesn't make any sense. That just, there's no scenario where I can say, think that that makes sense. Curry, on the other hand, here's the problem. So if you look back you said, it's been the best player on the winning team. Yeah. The best player on the winning team is almost always the primary on ball engine of that right. team. And the Warriors don't function like that. And the right. Warriors don't function like that. So if we look back, um, Giannis wins unanimously. Guess what? Giannis is the engine. Kevin Durant wins with the Warriors. Guess what? Okay. Kevin Durant's the engine. Uh, the Raptors are a little bit of a weird one in that Kawhi won. I wouldn't have necessarily said that Kawhi was the engine of that Raptors team. That's the one that's probably most in like your that that, that leads most to your perspective of it of okay. just being like best player best team best player best team right they won the series they won it they won it in six and that was not an art that was not in dispute by the way that he was right. going to win that award like right. that was unanimous easily, that was, i had to be unanimous I, yeah. I don't know for sure but it had to be yeah there was and there was nobody that was like well maybe it's oh no i'm sorry that's not true someone voted for fred van vliet that year 
Oh, really? Yeah, That's I looked at the votes. Uh, for Van Vliet, got one vote. Of, okay. Uh, you know. Um, know. Was that Bontemps? The because he voted for uh, he voted for Jimmy Butler for Eastern Conference Finals MVP. No, who was it? I have talk to... about overthinking it. God, I mean, the guy missed a half and no showed two games. You can't give him Conference Finals MVP on a losing team. Like it's going to take a little more than that for a guy on the losing team to win. Sorry. I think it's interesting though, from the perspective of like because we don't have this is like a totally new award. I do kind of like the idea of like oh, oh sure like mystery. We can we can have different yeah, standards for these types of things. I think that that's like a interesting way of looking at. It. Um, I don't have it right. I've lost it. But anyway, uh, yeah. So in general, these things are, are generally unanimous and you're right. That's lean that way. But I do think, so here's kind of the question. If you look at the five warriors, previous finals appearances. Okay. Um, 2015 Curry doesn't have a great series and uh, LeBron was such a monster. And that's why we get the Iguodala vote. Right. So like, right. that that's, you could just say like, that's a very particular situation. 2016, sure. they lose. 2017 and 18, you have Durant. Yep. And so, like, Durant was just very clearly the best player. But in large part, because when you have Kevin Durant, he's got to be the engine. That was always their tension, was between the Warriors wanted to play Warriors, and Kevin Durant was like, no, no, like, I'm Kevin Durant. We play okay. Kevin Durant ball. And they couldn't, they, that's why that, did, that, that partnership didn't last. That's why they fought. Still won a lot. They did. Still won a lot of games. Still won a lot. Still won two titles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it worked. It worked, but they weren't happy with it. And I think that was sure. partially why. Right. So the question is, can you just go like, look, if you take out KD and you look at the rest of it, you don't have enough to definitively say like Steph Curry can't win finals MVP. Okay. On the other hand, I go like you have five finals trips and Steph doesn't win any of them. Five finals trips, well, three titles. Twice. Right. And Steph doesn't win any of them. Despite being what, what, like, I don't, I don't feel that Steph Curry doesn't get enough respect from the particular voters that are involved, whether it's because basically how it goes is like I mentioned, one of JVG or Mark Jackson, one of more of Doris Burke and, and Hubie Brown, you're going to have uh, two national reporters, probably Sam Amick, um, probably Mark Spears. He's been okay. a consistent voter. You're going to have a beat writer from each team. So it's going to be Gary Washburn from the Boston Globe. It's going to be, I think, Connor Letourneau from the Chronicle, but it might go. This might be the and year NBA that they finally give like the athletic an embarrassment of riches for like yes. good reporters and good media. Like the NBA, like the one thing the NBA has a lot of, as much as I just like slandered Tim Bontemps Eastern Conference Finals MVP vote. Like all the like NBA's got like an embarrassment of riches of people covering the league. So right. I'm, I'm confident the panel will be uh strong. Well, let me just like who, what is this an argument for? I guess that's like what I'm trying to figure out. It's so, like all right, Curry. It's actually it's not Curry. It's actually somebody else. It's yeah. the engine. Okay, so like, what is the argument for them? Yeah, so I think for me, it gets into, all right, I took Horford because I look at it and I go, if Horford has two amazing games that boost his points per game average and you're able to go right. like, you know who's amazing in games two and games six or game five, the, those turning points, the pivotal games of the series. Yeah, it's a memorable moment. It's yeah. like a big three that gives them the lead in like an important game. And he has the narrative push. It's Horford. I am pushing back essentially against the idea because this has been a big one is that everyone's like, they're going to want to give it to Curry. And I, I steadfastly disagree with this notion that the voting panel is, is going to be like, we got to get Curry one. There will be one voter, maybe, that's like, <laughs> okay, that's like, tell me who it is. Is there a voter you have in mind that's going to do there's, that? There's two I can see being like, we can't okay. have Steph Curry not have a final. You game. are like really in the weeds on this, by the way. You're going it into is. like voter preferences. And yes. stuff. Like, well, I think this writer... Like, so we haven't even played a game yet. <laughs> you yeah. think that they're not yeah. going to want to get Because here's Curry. the thing is like, right. 
on some level, it's not I, the games are always going to be different than we think that they're going to be. There's that, that certain level of, of uncertainty. The reason I want to get into that, this idea is like it is with, with regular season MVP. I know who the beat writers are going to go for. I know when the, the awards came out for this year, when the vote block came out, I was able to predict, like, I bet this person voted, voted in B. Yep. I bet this person voted in B. Yep. I bet this person voted Jokic. Uh-huh. Like, right. and if you break it down to the blocks, it's kind of the same. And so what you have here, I think with the, with the, the finals MVP is of a very certain, very certain type. And I do think that those lean less towards easy answers. Not that they're against it, just that they're not going to be like, well, it's Curry. The Warriors won. So it's Curry. That's where like a lot of people, I feel like the conversation is. And that's why I have a hard time getting there versus like, look, if Clay Thompson has two 30 point games, which is entirely possible in the series and the Warriors win, like Clay Thompson is absolutely on the table because Clay Thompson's highs are very high right now. And his lows are very low right now. But if you have both, the average is going to be high enough when they look at the at the series stats, which they will briefly. I think there's value on that. Like that's where I'm at on Finals MVP is I can't get to a Curry vote. Um, if you ask me, like, is there any way he wins? Absolutely. Like if, if the Celtics, have, I'll tell you this: if you think this, the Warriors are going to win, you should be betting like Warriors minus two and a half on the win spread line because that means the Boston Celtics can't ably defend Steph Curry, which they have been great at throughout okay. their matchups over time. Does that make sense? It does. So here's the. Well, there's a, there's two things. There's like the X's and O's like they're going to take Curry away. That seems like a pretty good reason to bet on not Steph Curry to win finals MVP. That's like an analytical argument. The voting argument, I guess like my my first counter to that would be, couldn't I have said all of those things about like Western Conference finals MVP? And then, but he like easily won that award. So like, isn't it the same? Like he wasn't the engine of the Western Conference finals, but mm-hmm. like, like Andrew Wiggins would have won like in that situation probably, right? If you had yeah. like a really deep, analytical take on like who affected the game because of all these things that happened. So like, all right, like, it seems like we just had that and Curry won. So if we had it and he won, why can't the exact same thing happen? Like, is this so fundamentally different in terms of how this is going to play out that we, we can't just have the same thing happen again. I guess that's like where I would start. Yeah. uh, I think my counter would just be, I think (laughs) the, the Mavericks defense was adorable in that it's like, Oh, look at us. We switch on ball. And the Celtics defense is like, we switch okay. everything. You want to run so it really isn't screens. voting. It's more like how you think the Celtics are going to defend. Like that's probably yeah. why you like Boston too. Yeah. So this well, is I'll say this. It's not just together. us. This. It's not just the voting. It's a combination of the two. It's like, look, if the team was not well built to defend Curry, then I'd be like, look, Steph's going to have shots in the series. He's going to have lots of shots. Okay. And he's the best shooter of all time. I lean that way. So, um, so who is the warrior you would settle on? Like, cause I mean, like, like that was a pretty impassioned argument for like, and a lot of information about voting. Yeah. So if it is not Curry, like you like Boston, you think Tatum maybe is going to win finals MVP or Horford. And you think Boston's going to defend the Warriors really well. Like those are all pro Boston things. Yes. But that's not really the argument about if that Curry can't or not Curry can't win. Curry is less likely to win if the Warriors win. So like what, who is the, I'm sure people are wondering this right now. We're listening. Like who is the warrior that you would bet on then at the price yeah. because of this argument about Curry? I bet Clay. I think Clay's a great. Bet. Okay, I think Clay has great value. I think Jordan Poole's worth a shot, just because if if Boston's not able to target him off the floor, then I think Poole's the guy that's going to benefit the most from breakdowns and coverage. Okay, but this kind of question I, I ask is like, when there's a breakdown, who's going to be open? Who's going to have or have a guy closing out like late that he's going to be able to pump fake and beat to the rim? To me, it gets to Poole. It gets to Thompson. Those are the guys that I think that because I think Boston's entire entire defensive scheme will be nope 
not Curry. Like we'll lose a okay. million different ways. We're not losing Steph Curry. I think Andrew Wiggins honestly is like not a, a and I know that we're getting into like the long shots and your I think your your line of thought is very sound, right? Like it makes me like reconsider this things of yeah, it's like a market that wants you to bet on these long shots, but it's almost always right. best player. Like, is it worth team. overthinking it to this? Right. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, is it worth that's it? My brand, like, Super Bowl MVP. That's my brand, That's who I am. Is I, right. My brand is but overthinking. finals MVP. Like, it's right. just, like, that's that's the one I never want to overthink, I feel like. Like, mm-hmm. Super Bowl MVP, they play one game. The Super Bowl is littered with MVPs who have, like, not even gone off to have successful careers later or were, like, very ancillary players, like, coming into the game. And so, all right, cool. Like that makes a ton of sense. Like, yeah, let's get crazy. If that, if the, if the game calls for it, um, even like I haven't done a ton on world series MVP, but I'm pretty sure like within the context of one baseball series, any singular hitter on, especially a team that's balanced could like, what if the guy hits three home runs or like, what if that happens? Like, all right, cool. It just seems more random. Yeah. This one to me is just like, I just look at all the past winners and I just go, is it really worth me putting in my money on something that's like this list? tells me is so unlikely to happen as and if the price isn't outrageous you know right. like yeah there's always a price point if clay is a hundred to one should you have sure. finals mvp is value well, then yes yeah. well then it's yes value. now i would be interested but it's never going to work like that he's not yeah. it's never going to be what you want um maybe that's the horford argument is that he is in that range and he fits that description i don't know if i buy that it's an interesting argument because the price now you're speaking my language the price is crazy but yeah i just it's like best player best team I think I'd just rather stack Curry and Tatum off market stuff if I can find it and roll the dice. And I don't know who's going to win the series. I think right. that's how I would rather approach. And it'll go a long time. That's like about the only other argument I can make. So before I get you out of here, do you have a game one lean? Do you have a game one bet? Do you have a game one side? Do you have a game one prop? Do you have anything? Do you have well, any? I know that you guys will do the show um, Thursday and have like sure. final final bets on it. But where do you uh, for game one Warriors minus three and a half? What do you like in, in game one? Well, I'm, I'm curious if you've heard the same sell that i've heard from many people i mean i haven't i haven't talked to anybody who's on boston in game one mm-hmm. everybody i've talked to is on the warriors because of how the previous series have gone for both teams yeah. right the warriors get off to really good starts the celtics uh have, i don't think i've covered any of the three game ones that they played i think uh tatum admit that made the layup against brooklyn so they didn't cover that game they were a bigger favorite than that game one milwaukee they lost that was that early sunday start where they got like just completely discombobulated um and that was at home and then did they lose? They lost game one Miami too. Yeah, they mm-hmm. lost game one Miami because that was the teams off game sevens both played terribly in the in the following series. So Boston's 0-3 <laughs> has yep. not played really well. Um, at the same time, this is a pretty long time off between series. So like, is that is, is what happened in those three games representative of like what we're going to get here? Uh, you know, like lean warriors, I guess. But I don't I don't know if there's enough like meat in that form of analysis for me to like put money in play on the series. Um, I think it's really like, I got to just watch it once to just see like how these pieces fit. Like, what is this? They played, you know, very little in the regular season players who were not on the team anymore. were involved in a lot of those games or absent, Uh, you know, star players were absent. Okay. Like they played really well against the warriors. Historically, does any of that matter? It's a different coach for the Celtics. Probably not. Durant was also on some of those teams like, okay, so I can't really use that so little to go on i kind of just want to see it once and then be like okay like i i at least see how the pieces fit together like i'll be honest like i watched boston play miami and in the within the first two games of that series it was not a question in my mind that boston was better now they might not win but i was like well boston is better like that's 
that yeah. and that was probably obvious to some people before the series but like you just i don't know for me it's like sometimes you just see it and you just go mm-hmm. okay like i see how the pieces fit together here i it's hard for me to like project in my brain what this is going to look like both teams are really smart there might be might have ended up being the two best teams in the league really when we get to the end of the season phoenix and milwaukee will have their say about that too but like I just kind of want to see the pieces fit together. There's so many moving parts. There's so much balance. There's so many injuries. Do we know if Robert Williams is even available for game one? Yeah. Um, do we know what percentage smarts going to be in the game or will he finish the series? That seems like that's in doubt. Um, just kind of see it, see it once. And then game to game, just if I have a minute here, just to give a, a one last piece of betting advice to people, it would just be like, all of these markets are open for the series and they're not open in any other series. Like you can bet leading scorer in the series. You can never bet that in any other series. Who would even open such a thing? Leading rebounder, most assists, um, scoring averages for players, all this kind of stuff. Okay. This is a series that has like seven injured players in it. And this actually seems exactly like Warriors. This is like if Warriors Raptors happened this year, it would be the same piece of advice where it's like the markets are all open yet. We don't know who's playing. So here's a thought. Like when, if Marcus Smart is ever out, or like someone's ever out and it's unexpected, Jason Tatum's neck impingement strikes again or whatever. I mean, everyone's playing it with an injury right now. Okay, the, the side market, the total market everywhere, like that gets wiped within like 60 seconds of that champs tweet, right? It's just like no shot. Everyone's rushing. Maybe you get a bet and maybe you don't. Probably don't. And like you got nothing to go off of. But like think about the ripple effect through all these. Like I have been on sites that keep some of the stupidest fringe markets open in these situations. And it's like, yeah, you know, there's an effect on like smart missing a game to these other guys going over their threes or their scoring averages going up in this, whatever, like just be thinking about the ripple effects of all the injuries that are going to happen in the series, just like they've happened in the last couple of series. And there's like a lot of stuff that matters or is affected, even if it's in not a one-to-one way has some, you know, residue on it from a guy not playing. And this seems like a series where we might have a lot of guys not playing. It's at least possible. It's been a playoffs where we haven't had a lot of guys play. Just like, keep that in mind. Books sometimes will keep stuff up that they shouldn't. We'll close things down, keep other things open. There seems to be no rhyme or reason to it sometimes because there isn't. Um, Just be mindful of that. And sometimes the valuable bets can just come very easily from that, as opposed to having to be like a super genius about how the the coaches are going to impact the game. That's awesome. That's great stuff from Ken Barkley. You can find him on You Better You Bet daily on the BetQL Network. You can find him on the Aussie app. You can find him on Twitter at Lockie Lockerson. Ken, thanks so much for coming on. Sounds good, Matt. Thanks. I'll see you on You Better You Bet uh, later today, I think. Hopefully. Yes, we'll indeed. I will, Sounds you, good. You and I will just rehash this entire conversation and I'll Sounds try and great. make a peppy for, uh, for, for radio. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. Have yourselves a great week. We will be back with you after game one of the NBA Finals. We'll have breakdowns and preview for game two. Thanks for joining us. Let's get buckets. <laughs> 